everyone, welcome to another episode of So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. This week, we watched the 1997 classic Men in Black, starring Tommy Lee Jones and keep my wife's name out of your goddamn mouth, Smith. <laughs> my name is Evan, and as always, I'm joined by Sam and Cole. Episode number 30, boys, a lovely download milestone this week. How are you both doing? Oh, I've been higher energy, Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest. This is, I mean, technically this is day three of attempting this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, so to explain our low energy attitude up front, we saw each other this weekend. Uh, we do not all live in the same place, so we, we met up where you yeah. live, Sam. It was a trek. It was a bit bit too much drinking yeah we failed uh, to record in person uh yeah i couldn't do it yesterday i tried to put it off again today but here we are always seems like a good idea to drink during the movie yeah never is <laughs> no but you know let's see how this turns out here we go carl you've not <clears throat> said anything i need to know how you're doing i'm sober for this one and that is just not feeling right mate i drank too much with you too and i wanted to take a couple of days off Yes, I've drank so much, uh, I'm done drinking now. I've pulled a Mrs. Yeah. Mum from Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm done. Lovely. Drink away through to the other side. Cheers. Shall we get started, as usual, with a plot synop? Please. They're the best kept secret in the universe. Working for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency, K&J are the men in black providers of immigration services and regulators of all things alien on Earth. While investigating a series of unregistered close encounters, the MIB agents uncover the deadly plot of an intergalactic terrorist who is on a mission to assassinate two ambassadors from opposing galaxies currently in residence in New York City. I, I suppose that's the movie I watched. Not the fucking movie I watched. <laughs> that's about half the movie I watched. <laughs> I feel like... It's remarkable that it's such kind of a memorable and popular movie when so much of the plot goes com at least completely over my head. It's all that stuff about ambassadors of different planets. I can't remember that. It's just a big old cockroach yeah. man, well, isn't it? Yeah, Edgar kills those two aliens, but the movie wasn't about those. Well, it was kind of a... About the little one yeah, with the, the tiny nipples, yeah. The actual driver for the plot gets shoved pretty far to the side. Oh, yeah. We can't let people know it's a cockroach man already. Mystery human assailant, for sure. Right, he's got the, the funniest shoes on. That's all you need to know for now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry for everyone listening who I've just spoiled the first third of the film for. But if you haven't seen it, probably stop listening here. <laughs> but to avoid any more brutal spoilers like that, shall I dive into the plot? Ah, uh, yes. Take us through bit by bit. Wonderful. We open with a very long opening credit scene of a bad CGI dragonfly sort of swooping around, swooping around the credits, uh, and I think smashing into the front of a truck. I didn't remember this, by the way, no. from my childhood Just... watching this. No, there are three opening scenes to this movie, each one establishing a different character but all acting as the opening to the movie. The, the movie could have began at any point and then continued on to K being introduced. Exactly. For a, scene, for a movie with so many opening scenes, I think this incredibly unnecessary one <laughs> probably could have been skipped. Um, but yeah, following the opening scene, we get the opening scene. Where <laughs> K, I don't think we know his name's K yet, but it is Tommy Lee Jones and his phenomenally old partner, Yes, yeah, so it's uh, Agent D, which must stand for Agent Dementia, because he does not know <laughs> what is going on. Uh, should not be AD, that is a BC for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the two agents that we're sort of partially introduced to drive up to a Border Patrol traffic stop, which is taking place. And they are... Uh, there's a bunch of cops that are arresting some what we assume to be illegal immigrants. Then two blokes drive up in suits and say, hi, we're from this division that you've never heard of. We'll take it from here. And the cops, despite not believing a word of this, just stand aside and go, <laughs> oh, I guess we have to do that now. 
because we were told to by people in suits. So they go up to the line and they identify the one that we will soon find out is an alien and they drag him off to the side of the road. They take him about, I don't know, 20 metres off the side of the road away <laughs> not from far enough. the civilians. Absolutely not far enough. It was a very short walk. I mean, to be fair, the partner needs to take his Zimmer frame with him, so <laughs> he couldn't have gone that far. But they take him off the side of the road and cut open the fake human body to reveal that it's Mikey the alien holding an animated head on a stick. What seems like quite a civilised alien. Hey, Mikey! The boy! Hey, Mikey. Yeah. It's quite a civilised, friendly-ish alien. For now. Um, sees that one of the police has taken the three steps off the side of the road to see what was going on <laughs> and charges him, screaming. Yeah. And we get this kind of, it's sort of like a uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail level of running and screaming. Oh, it goes for on an for an insanely long time. Long time. But it, it's important because it emphasizes Agent Dementia having forgotten where he was and why he's there because he <laughs> does not grab his gun and Kay is waiting for him to do that. But he's looking around for a signpost to remind him where he is. Absolutely. Agent D has fallen and he can't get up. And he's sort of fumbling around until Kay just takes it on himself, gets his gun out, blasts the alien into a pile of properly 90s goop. Uh, yeah, and 10 minutes into this movie and we've ticked all the boxes for the quotas that movies were made for at this point, which is have a bug-themed opening and bad guy and goop. <laughs> goop quotas filled already. Yeah, oh yeah. So anyway, they uh, obviously the police have seen the alien now and all, all the goop, which is clearly not of this world. So they get a cleanup team in and... Kay goes up and pulls out the memory wiper. I didn't catch the name of this. The Neuralizer. Neuralizer. That's the one. Got it. That's because you were looking at it when it flashed, mate. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) But speaking of looking at it, I did, I had a little little rewatch before recording and I paused on when it zoomed in on the neuralizer because I wanted to see what the buttons were on the back. So he holds it up and he flashes the police's memory away. The When they zoom in on the buttons, it's got three dials on it mm-hmm. and they are listed as minutes, hours, and weeks, which, first of all, weird jump to make. Yeah. But secondly, the weeks dial just has days of the week written on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, James, you can go back and check this. So you can set minutes and hours, or you can pick a day of the week that their memory, I guess, will be reset to. Can I lose the last most recent hour and the previous Tuesday all at once? I think so. Is that how that works? (laughs) Just do two at once? I mean, it's, it's hours, minutes, and weeks. And at the end of the film, jumping ahead, Will Smith takes off 35 years of this guy's life. So God knows how many times he had to flash him back to last Tuesday. (laughs) <laughs> well, Kay says that it's years, months, days um, at the yeah. end of the film. Yeah, because when we were together, Cole, you said, so you can, the minimum you can do is a day, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- he says that at the end of the film, he says it's days, months and years, which makes me think that that's what he thinks but- it is. And he's going around <laughs> flashing 10 minutes off people's life and thinking that he's taken off days or weeks. Everyone's going around like, I don't really know what how I got stood right here, but did you see all those aliens? That was mad. <laughs> so I met this alien. There's, there's a 10 minute period in which I can't remember what happened. <laughs> yeah, so there's my headcanon. He's got absolutely no idea how this thing works. It's like, yeah, it's like he's been exposed to it too many times and it's just fucked with his head. Oh, anyway, so he, he flashes... The policeman flashes a couple seconds off them and then turns around and (laughs) yeah um but luckily they've forgotten (laughs) and then he flashes his partner as well yes his Uh, partner realized that he's too old to do a job (laughs) and asks to be flashed Um, who as you've already said completely unnecessary this guy has a 10 second memory (laughs) (laughs) so what, what do they do with him at that point they just leave him in the desert or do they just have to drive him back and keep flashing this old man who's lost 
50 years of memory. Like, 10 seconds ago, I was 35 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm an old man in a desert. Yeah, I'd love to see the next scene with him in it, but unfortunately we don't. I think most likely he's he's been put out to pasture. Oh my God, those were the exact words in my head just now, Sam. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah. We've got good chemistry. <laughs> I've got evidence of that now. <laughs> so, so he wipes his partner's memory and then we cut to the opening of the film, which is Will Smith being a rogue cop. He's a rogue cop and he's chasing down a guy who looked at his wife wrong. <laughs> who it turns out is an alien dressed up as a, one of the Backstreet Boys. And we can tell he's a cop because of his cop uniform here. Yeah, we can tell that he's a cop because he's wearing some sort of weird jumpsuit wrapped around his weight. Like what the fuck a is A bright his... orange jumpsuit. Bright orange jumpsuit. It looks the op- like he's the just The opposite of prison. what cops wear. Yeah. <laughs> You're the opposite of a policeman. <laughs> he, he does dress like the only clothes he has are the ones he takes off of people he arrests. <laughs> you know, maybe it is because this guy looks like one of the Backstreet Boys and in the next scene, I'm pretty sure he's wearing some insane multicolored, like, I don't even know what to call it. When he puts on the last suit he'll ever wear, he's just happy for more free clothes, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> he's a full-on scavenger. <laughs> but he's chasing this guy who uh, is an alien and who jumps off a building after doing a weird blink. So obviously an alien. Yeah. What I love about the opening of this is they, for far too long from here, need to be, have him just not believing that aliens exist. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy just scaled a building and jumped off a bridge and all is fine. But it was the little blink where he goes, something not quite right with you. <laughs> And just going, he literally watched the guy sprint up the side of a building. Yeah, and we, for having a job, which is a completely evidence-based approach to work, it takes him far too long to finally be convinced that aliens are real. He does have an inkling that something's off. So he, he speaks to the fellow police, I guess, who seem to have no respect for him. Can't imagine why. He goes to the police station, explains his story, and then Kay shows up and he takes him off to the jewellery store. They walk into the jewellery store together. The guy who's running it is... I mean, he doesn't look like an alien, but we find out that he... Okay, he's a bit funny looking, but not inhuman. Until Kay blows his head off uh, with a gun. And... Well, obviously with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why I specified that. He blows his head off, and then it immediately grows back. With with a trumpet. (laughs) And it immediately grows back. And, like, he retains his memory. He's talking. It's, it's like a weird little rat head that grows back to normal in about five seconds. If you had this power, you would not be hiding out as a dodgy jewellery store guy. You, I mean, I don't know what you'd be. <laughs> Fucking superhero, supervillain, something. Well, Kay does then say I will shoot you where it doesn't grow back, which implies it's only his, his head that grows back. It's only so, his head that grows back. Pretty crap supervillain. You have to go around in just full body armour except the head right, hoping boys, to really... If you had to pick one body part that would grow back if you got shot off. <laughs> this is the game this week. Oh, it's been so long since we did one of those. Well, I feel like the obvious pick is we're all going to say his dick, right? <laughs> I think I'd probably go head, but... Yeah, I was going to say Evan's dick. Okay. We'll all choose Evan's dick. (laughs) It still seems to be growing back. (laughs) It's a grower, not a shower. Is that done done growing back? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I, I did actually skip a bit, by the way. Uh, we skipped the bit where... Yeah, the third opening to the movie. Yeah, the the, the next scene was the, uh, the opening to the film, where the UFO lands in this abusive husband's uh, front garden on his truck while he's busy verbally abusing his wife. And he heads out to have a look at what's going on. And then this uh, quite articulate exploded cockroach 
takes over his body, basically climbs into his skin. And then he heads back in the house with this kind of like, <laughs> oh, I mean, God, the makeup on him is the, uh, fantastic. Yeah. The, the makeup on it is incredible. Well. Oh, yeah. Vincent Vinny D does an incredible job. Yeah. He's the standout in this movie. Even he when he's is. all I mean, dilapidated that. later on and it's all hanging off him, the way he moves and he gets out of the car is awesome. He's amazing. What they did right from the start, though, to make it look like it is his skin being worn, I do not understand. Mm. No, no, I, I, surely it's not CGI. It's got to be practical. I mean, we saw the, we saw the fly from earlier. It's not CGI. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they do an amazing job. You're right, we do need to dwell on this a little bit. Mm. Uh, both in the initial scene where it's like, we've just seen this guy, we know what he looks like, and now he looks the same, except he's got sort of, his skin just doesn't fit right. Yeah, and there's a bit where his wife points it out, and he grabs the oh. skin by the hair and pulls it tight. Yeah, that's very yeah. Beatles. Yeah. And it's genuinely good CGI. Yeah, and just um, then going through the film, the makeup mm-hmm. they do to make that skin rot off him more and more. Yeah, it's really steady. Like, it's really, like, a gradual change. Every scene you see him in, he's a bit more fucked up. His body's failing him a little bit more. Sam, you proposed doing this for one of our spoopy season episodes. I assume that the cockroach is why. Because by the end of this, he's terrifying. Yeah. Specifically, one scene at the end of the film is why. It's the hands-on-your-head scene. But we will get to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what stuck in my head. (laughs) Disgusting. Nice. But we got a couple more opening scenes to get through. <laughs> so uh, Agent K has wiped Will's memory now. I don't actually know what Will Smith's character's name is. It's Jay. Jay. I mean, it, it's not oh, Jay it's, at the moment. I'm going to get into that in a second. Don't you yeah. worry. I've got a rant okay. prepared. Excellent. Um, <laughs> but for now, his name's Will Smith. So Will Smith that gets shortened to Jay. So... Kay wipes his memory, but leaves him with a card saying, here, go to this interview tomorrow. He kind of creates that, that a little is, fake backstory. That is the not most... what that card says. No. Oh, that, okay. That so card what does says the card say? MIB. And that is it. The most yeah. useless then... business card of all time. <laughs> he had to write the address yeah. on the back. Also, I... the very nature of the men in black means you don't have business cards. Why would you... In what other situation does he need that? Not only do they have business cards, they've got a professional logo. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Who's, who's on the marketing team at Men in Black? <laughs> who's the poor receptionist who got in 100,000 business cards and someone went, fuck, the address wasn't put on these. Do you mind just <laughs> writing it on? <laughs> So yeah, we've got, I mean, look, we we already know that previously K and D, soon to be J and K, are the only agents that are active in this company. Right, okay. Now we're talking about the staff. This is a good good moment for part one of my rant. Excellent. I need to address, address the K and J thing. So the agents' names are chosen, presumably, based on the first letter of the person's name who joins Men in Black, because Will Smith's yeah. character's name is James. And Kay's name is Kevin. But they, surely we don't have multiple Agent J's, Agent K's and all of that. That becomes confusing. So they can only have a maximum of 26 agents at any time. And yeah. the way the names are written down, a, a K and J actually with an A and Y in them, which means all of the other agents should be A, Bay, Say, Day, <laughs> EA, it's in the game, and Faye, and so on. And so it really annoyed me. That when we got to meet Agent Z, his name isn't Agent Z. <laughs> what annoyed me was when, because spoiler, Jay gets the job. We will go through <laughs> it, but when when they when they're adding him to the database, we see his full first, middle, and last name written out. He can't have already been in the database, so someone sat there, typed out his entire name, and then just started pressing <laughs> the backspace over and over again until they got. Like, they couldn't work out the first letter of his name unless they typed the whole thing out. I mean, the, yeah, so that is the case. I suppose we've got to assume that they pull it off some secret database of everyone presumably exists. But what, that's not the thing that annoyed me about that scene. The thing that annoyed me is they backspace, 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 all the way through his full name that they've written out. Then they delete the J. Yeah. And then they write it again. But you always do that, don't you? 
you hold backspace too long, it deletes more than you want. <laughs> you got to do it again. But this is a secret group. I assume how much can they really have on him when they're saying everything you knew about you is now gone. Forget it all. It's all gone. So surely their database is just the alphabet. It's just a list saying A, B, C, D. <laughs> a to Z, brother. Just A to Z. <laughs> 26 lines long. I'll go check the database. Tell you what, hosting fees, super cheap. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, yeah, we've jumped ahead a touch, but let's get back to... So he's been given a virtually useless business card with an address written on it. Uh, he shows up and it turns out that it's an interview. So he walks into the room with no idea what's going on, yeah. sits down in those iconic chairs. Oh, the eggs, yes. No, yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think you mean Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were at Ikea, I'd get them. No, I wouldn't. No, the people who made those regretted putting them in the movie when they were shown to be the most uncomfortable chairs ever made. So he sits down in the chair and he gets given, he gets kind of not really briefed on where he is or why he's there. It's a very secretive interview. They're told that they're the best of the best of the best. And then they're handed a piece of paper. Uh, he immediately snaps his pen in half by accident, then tries to write while holding both halves of the pen. That annoyed me. Just throw away <laughs> the top half and use the bottom half. But anyway. I, to get to this point, something I think that's important to note is that Kay has just wiped Jay's memory of all the alien stuff that has just occurred. And Jay has turned up to this building with only the information on the on the business card. It's no fucking wonder that only three agents are active out of the 26 that are allowed <laughs> to have. And also everybody else in the building must be HR trying to interview people who have absolutely no knowledge of why they're there. Because that building's <laughs> full of people. Now yeah. you say it, it is full of people. There's people typing, like some are doing like your immigration, you know, your custom stuff and things like mm. that. But there's plenty of people at desks None of them have any idea why they're there. They've woken up there the last 40 odd years missing. They'll get flashed again at the end of the day. Um, so we're back, okay, back to the interview. They've filled in the written test, which we don't know what was involved in that. And then they get taken through uh, into a gun range. Uh, no epilepsy warning here. The way that they test all these agents is they put a load of uh, cardboard cutouts of aliens in front of them, flash, flick the light switch on, on and off as quick as they can and then get them to all shoot then after that test they bring up the lights and they round on will smith he it, it turns out the only of the cutouts that he shot was a little girl who he shot square between the eyes ignore ignoring all the aliens and his argument is that all of them were just hanging out none of them were posing any threat they're just like one of them's up there just working out. One of them stood at the side. He looks like he might look a bit aggressive, but it just looks like he's hurt him, you know. Yeah. And I thought it was nice of Will Smith to make a point about how if someone isn't actually causing you any harm, there's no need to attack them. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. But yeah, Damn. I mean, in the context of this movie universe, he is right, isn't he? Sort of. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the little girl needed shooting. But I, I, what I mean is, he was the only one of the people there who thought at all. The rest just saw aliens and shot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. From that point of view, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Which wouldn't be the best first day if one of them were picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been a bad first day. Although, to be fair, if he'd walked into the office and someone had brought their daughter to work and he shot them, shot the little girl through the head, maybe not the best first day for him either. She was just doing a quantum mechanics homework. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he does. He does pass. He shoots little girl and therefore gets the job. So Kay shows up. All the rest of them get their memories wiped. God knows how much memory they lose. Nobody knows how to work those things. They've either lost years or seconds. <laughs> or just a Tuesday. Gets, or just, they're just back on Tuesday, yeah. So he gets walked... Uh, I can remember Wednesday to Monday, all Tuesdays. <laughs> Every Tuesday I've ever had is gone. I had an interview for the Men in Black on Friday, I know that. Tuesday, gone. <laughs> 
oh, I just woke up with this business card in my pocket and an address. <laughs> I suppose I better head over there and find out what's going on. <laughs> just showing up every day. <laughs> oh, so they all get taken aside. Will gets uh, walked down a corridor by Kay, who explains the backstory of Men in Black slash Division 6 to him and says, yeah, aliens are about and we're here to manage that. Uh, Will doesn't believe him. No, he says that's bullshit. He says it's bullshit. And then Kay opens up the door to go and get a coffee and shows him the, what are they called? The worms? I think so, yeah. The little, cheerful little worm aliens that are getting the coffee and and then proves to him that that the aliens do exist. Yeah, they get more screen time in number two, I think. Both them and Frank are kind of glossed over in this one. Them and Frank, I think, are the best, yeah, yeah, most memorable characters. So, yeah, it's it's a shame they don't get more screen time in this. But, yeah, they just they just serve to prove to him that aliens exist here. And then after that, bit of a shock, he takes him, sits him on a bench somewhere, I think. Sits him down on a bench and (laughs) gives him the kind of the real briefing, what the job is, what he's going to do. Uh, and then Kay says, right. Yeah, you've got 24 hours to decide if you want to. You've got 24 hours to decide. I'll see you tomorrow. Well, Jay asks uh, whether or not it's worth it. And Kay says, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, every day is worth it. What is worth it about working at the Men in Black? You don't remember any of it at the end or have any life. You're just released out onto the street. He says it's absolutely worth it. And then, what, three days later? Oh, yeah, hands him a thing and says, please erase the last 35 <laughs> years of my life. I'm miserable. <laughs> to be fair, it's understandable that he could be lying to him here because we find out that Kay is trying to replace himself with Jay the whole time, yeah. which I guess makes sense now. <laughs> to be fair, we've all been there in job interviews. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great here. <laughs> People <laughs> are so friendly. You'll Better Black is run like every Weatherspoons <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> friendly team. We all hang out outside of work. It's awesome. Uh, we're a really dynamic and ambitious team. <laughs> I, I like thought a I was here to replace the last guy I left. No, you're replacing me. I'm going now. <laughs> yeah. This is your See second you, day, but you're a supervisor now. Please erase my memory. <laughs> <laughs> and now Will Smith sits on a bench for eight hours straight. Will, so he says that to him, and then Will Smith sits there on the bench for a full... <laughs> Eight, twelve hours, like a fucking Skyrim character. Yeah, a day just sits cycle. there and waits as the sun, as the day cycle progresses. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh. He's got nothing better to do. He still has a job. Cut to Agent D wandering around the streets, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> a confused, homeless old man walks past him. Yeah. If... Well, this is a Marvel movie because Men in Black's by Marvel, isn't it? This would be Stan Lee's scene if he'd done that character. Exactly. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) I used to fight aliens, you know. Of course you did. Of a penny old man. (laughs) (laughs) Buy yourself a sandwich. The, The next day, he does head into the office because he's convinced. So he heads into Men in Black office through the insanely huge fans. Don't know why they're there. But okay. He walks through a massive air conditioner, basically, and goes up the elevator into the offices, which, like, whoever was the architect, the designer of these offices, they design them like an Apple store meets (laughs) a sort of weird warehouse. Really strange aesthetic. But he goes through and he sees kind of alien customs, we aliens being kind of checked in. And Kay explains to him that Men in Black makes its money by owning patents for microwaves and liposuction. Yeah. And he I shows... I feel like someone would have checked. He shows off this amazing new knowledge by showing us what will eventually play CDs when they release it. A much smaller CD. Oh, that's crazy alien CD. tech, isn't it? A smaller disc. Yeah, that's the kind of most high-tech... That's the most high-tech thing they could think of except for a bouncy ball. <laughs> Just a really bouncy ball. See, this is just... The entire way they've decided they do their training in Men in Black just seems to be, we'll tell you when you fuck up. Yeah, oh. Yeah. And then we'll have a go at you. Because the first thing he's told when he arrives is, all the training you've had means fuck all now. 
and then there's no training. Don't expect any for this. Yeah. Also, I'm quitting just... at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> just do do what you want, and if you mess up, I'll tell you off. <laughs> if you smash the office up, I'll let you know. No induction video. Nothing. No. No. No contract. So you no decided induction. to join the Men in Black. Yeah. It's like a family here. <laughs> we work hard. We play hard. <laughs> Great progression opportunities. <laughs> You'd be in charge in a week. Oh, so then Kay is showing him round the office and showing him the inventions, showing him that uh, celebrities are aliens and they have kind of this random selection of uh, 90s celebrities who are all mm. apparently aliens. Saw a couple on there. Yeah. Apparently there were, there were 1,500 aliens on the planet and apparently most of them are in Hollywood. That's convenient, isn't it? One was George Lucas. Mm. One was Sylvester Stallone. Spielberg Sp- I was didn't there. See Spielberg. Yeah, Stallone um, was there. And oh, then I didn't catch any of those. The one that was a geography teacher. Hollywood wasn't yeah. for her. <laughs> <laughs> one teacher who they have a live stream of. Like the others seemed like they were just they they happened to be on TV, so they had a stream of them. But they had a live stream in front of this woman's face. I think we're about to prove that Men in Black has a live stream of everyone because Kay's about to watch the woman he might have once loved very creepily soon. It's, yeah, it's it's in a little while, but he uh, he does. Anyway, next scene is him getting the suit. Really built a lot of build-up to mm. Will getting this suit. It's just a plain black suit. And they look cheap too because kind of, they got that shininess to them. It's not great. It's kind of like a Primark suit. Probably got nicer suits off people he's arrested. It, oh, it is better than Almost anything definitely. he's worn so far. A horrific <laughs> yeah. wardrobe in this movie. I'm sure they did all that, so it would juxtapose the all-black suit that he's wearing now, and that was meant to mean something to us, but it's just nice not to be assaulted visually. Um, right, well, right. So then, finally, he gets his full name erased down to just Jay. And finally, now... He's Jay. I can no longer call him Will. So we got Jay and K. Nice and easy. And Zay and Day. And he also uh, he also gets his fingerprints melted off, which seems like a mild annoyance to him. That would definitely hurt way more than it seems to hurt him. I wonder if he dropped that bouncy ball. Exactly. A lot of stuff must slip out of your hands once you've got your fingerprints melted. Do you think that's what gives you grip? <laughs> it must help, right? <laughs> Does that not help? I suppose I never thought about that. I don't know. Um, yeah, surely the friction helps. I mean, surely it's more helpful than just scars. Although, actually questioning the knowledge in my brain right now, I think I current I previously believed that we all had the tiny hairs on our hands, like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man like 2002. <laughs> yeah. Look, before you'd even said that, I think we were all thinking of that scene where they zoom in on his yep. fingers in Spider-Man and the weird little black hairs come out. And it's like, he's got little black hairs. He can climb walls now. <laughs> and we all thought, wow, is that is that it? Is that all that's stopping that us from I climbing need? walls? <laughs> anyway, let's not get stuck on that better movie. Uh, that, arguably. Well... We can actually we can actually thank this movie for that movie existing. Can we? Yeah, it was the success of this movie is what made Marvel start offering out their other properties to be made into movies. Well, there you go. Good bit of trivia. Which is why we got Spider Man. Uh, so we cut now to back to Cockroach Man, and he's spying on just some guy with a cat. We don't really know anything other than that. While J and K go off on their sort of admin mission it's a it's a traffic stop uh cockroach man follows this alien uh follows him to a cafe where he's meeting up with another alien pretends to be one of the servers and then whips his uh i don't know what it is spiked tail out yes. and kills them somebody else in the cafe you would have thought would have noticed but well, i think that they did uh, because the waiter, the biggest hero in this movie, who should absolutely be in Men in Black, <laughs> tries to stop Edgar after seeing him whip out the scorpion tail and stab it through both their throats. Just tries to, to like, hey, bro, well, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> the problem is that that guy's name is John, and they've already that got a That was literally so. what I was about to say. Spots Lovely. <laughs> 
I mean, more than that, this waiter, our cockroach waiter, must have walked in, grabbed one of the other waiters, <laughs> folded him in half in public, because that guy's not stowed away secretly. No. Yeah, He's no. just He was jammed in the things. Next to the kitchen Also, hatch. I would have loved to have seen that. Him getting folded. You can yeah, see folding that. Folding a man in It's half. in the Rocketeer. Oh, that's the only good bit of that I was trying movie. to remember yeah. where the folding had happened. It's the Rocketeer, yeah. Our second ever folding antagonist. <laughs> Folds a man up. Stows him away. <laughs> the full 180 degrees, or right. whatever degrees that is. Zero degrees? I don't know. Doesn't we're matter. Doing fold Vember, we're only watching movies where somebody gets folded. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Um, so he kills he kills the guys, the waiter tries to stop him, and yeah. he manages to push past him, shockingly. Um, <laughs> chooses not to fold him. I just folded your mate in half, bro. Step aside. <laughs> I will fucking fold you. You can't fold all of us. <laughs> fold me now and I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. but within this within this scene it's we have the meeting between the aliens before he kills them and in the original they spoke the original cut they were just speaking i was gonna say inhuman but i'll just say in english Uh, but they decided to change the story a little which in order to not have to do reshoots they just redubbed Mm. this scene but they are in the middle of a packed restaurant speaking so loudly yeah, they are. where one of them sounds like the aliens from Toy Story. Spot on. And yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly oh. like. And the other one just sounds like pure evil in voice form. Just so loud and no one's paying attention. It is horrible. A really a horrible scene to watch as well. The the sounds and the, the movement of their mouths is very, very uncomfortable. Right, so Jay and Kay are performing their first little mission, their first traffic stop. Turns out an alien is trying to drive his alien wife out of town for some reason so that she can give birth. And uh, Kay tells Jay, you can deal with this, I'll just have a chat to him. Uh, this He ends up getting battered around a car with a giant tentacle, which is presumably... I mean, it's a big tentacle. Yeah. You that's, think that's the wife, I we guess? We assume is coming out of her vagina. I think you assume. It it fits within the lore of this movie. There's a lot of what seem to be larger aliens fitting within the skin of a human. Like, that cockroach is fucking huge. Uh, Not that we know it's a cockroach yet, uh, but how it fits in Edgar is is insane. I've been calling it Cockroach Man for a while. Okay, good. (laughs) They say that the MIB use alien tech in order to fund themselves. Is is liposuction just how they get everything out then in order to fit themselves in? (laughs) We'll give you this. Could be. I know you want me to go along with that thought. That's too disgusting to press, I think. Just wanted to see your face. Everyone would look yeah. like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, but just formed out of fat. This is a grim train of thought. I'm moving on. Um, so the tentacle monster throws Will around, uh, but then it gives birth to a little cute tentacle monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It throws up on it him. It throws up on him, on his only suit. Let's hope he has a second, last suit he'll ever wear. He'll, he'll have not. to arrest one of the other agents. <laughs> <laughs> They're not working anyway. Yeah. All of all of the other employees in Men in Black are dry cleaners. <laughs> From all the goop. Uh, but then they head back into town and Kay picks up... I'm really struggling between Jay and Kay. There's going to be a lot of umming and ahhing. Tommy Lee Jones picks up a tabloid and says, this is where we get all of our leads because this is what reports the real news all the you know the true stuff and he uh zeroes in on a story about a woman who says aliens stole my husband's skin so what's the big fucking screen in mibhq for then that's looking at all of the earth just looking at celebrities <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they yeah they get their tips from yeah, the tips from tablets just crap like the new york post yeah <laughs> that's a good point they developed the tech to zoom in on anyone on Earth at any point and then realised, wow, that's really useless, yeah. except for looking at this guy's wife. We only got the one drone and it's just on his wife all the time. Oh, is that, are you reckoning drone? It, it, it absolutely is. This is the scene that Evan, you re- mentioned, where he zooms in, he zoom and enhances, zoom and enhances, and gets right in until, based on the camera position, it's 
20 meters away from her. I, I assumed that based on it being the 90s, it was just a bit like the um, massive things on the end of cameras, just going further and closer and closer to her. <laughs> to the point where there's just this massive camera lens sticking out of the sky 20 feet from her face. Uh, I imagined it was more like Labyrinth, where a little goblin came up from the pavement and then turned on his GoPro for two seconds. Well, there you go. We've got three theories there. <laughs> Agent G. <laughs> <laughs> Gary the Goblin. Oh. Okay, so while all this is happening, while Kay's having a cheeky look at... I refer to her as his wife. She's not. She's a girl he was into three decades ago. Four decades ago. But she's never remarried, so must still be interested. Absolutely. Well... We learn at the end that she thinks he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. Never visited him. Or has she? And every now and again, he just has to go and lie very still in a bed. <laughs> he's got, he gets like texts through when she's scheduled a visit and he's got to run off. He doesn't have a home. He lives in a hospital. <laughs> she can only visit at night. Um, so while this is all happening... Uh, there's an autopsy taking place on the alien print. And the there's just... Some woman who's doing the autopsy. I don't. I don't know what her name is. Linda. No. Let's go like with that. Linda. With an L. Sure. Why not? Necrophiliac lady. Oh, yes. Get into that. Yeah. And she's opening. She's opening up the body, and she's realizing there's no organs in there. It's all fucked up. It's not human. And then J and K show up. And obviously, since she's got the most fascinating thing she's ever seen in her career on the table in front of her, she gets immediately distracted and starts flirting with Will Smith. She is the horniest woman ever to appear She's on a TV. Uh, insanely in a movie horny. screen. It's crazy. And to talk about what Carl was just alluding to there, after they're done flirting, it's cut off when she says, do you know what I like to do sometimes late at night? And just before she can say, I fuck the dead bodies, Kay comes over and interrupts them. <laughs> Anytime there is autopsy stuff, every time she learns more about aliens, she gets hornier. When Edgar is holding her hostage later on, and she's trying to tell Jay that he's beneath her. She's doing that in the horniest possible way. There are better ways she to is. do it. And then she's annoyed at fucking yeah. Will when he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. She is... I mean, she's got a corpse grabbing onto her leg. She is... Dripping. Dripping. <laughs> that is her dream. <laughs> oh, no, we're mind-melding, boys. <laughs> oh, that horrible chemistry. <laughs> So back in the original autopsy, she opens up, well, actually Will notices, she doesn't notice the weird ear on him, and opens up its face to reveal that there's a little alien inside that controls him. What a fantastic prop. Oh, it's awesome. a really good prop. It's a little, like, incredible. animatronic little alien. I mean, it, maybe it's CGI. It doesn't look like it. No, it's not animatronic. No, no. They're, um, they made two, like, life-sized heads, small models, and then one, like, 10 foot tall one for the close-ups wow it's very tiny cool. nipples i can't stop thinking about it since friday well, when we watched the movie on the 10 foot one pretty big <laughs> wow <laughs> the big scales are yeah multiple nipple sizes <laughs> it looks really good um and it kind of as it's dying because i guess it was alive the whole time up until now and these are its last uh, minutes yeah of life it, it had to witness what she did to its body it had to stay there and yeah feel all of that so it in its last gasps of life it is um trying to tell them how to avoid interplanetary war and it says to avoid war the galaxy is on orion's belt that's what it goes with yes this cryptic shit well he only says belt because he read the entire dictionary but that copy was missing the page with the word collar on because it's will yeah, smith please. who says belt and then he's like yeah that's the one uh that's what this I movie meant. could have ended so much fucking earlier if it yeah. said on orion's collar yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the cat the cat they don't know its name <laughs> exactly all he had to say was save the cat that's it but no he goes with the cryptic bollocks <laughs> Fuck that dude. That is the entire premise of this film. That yeah. he decides to be cryptic and there just so happens to be a constellation which has the same name. Yeah. Pure coincidence. I guess he doesn't speak great English. It's maybe. He owns a cat. He should know the word collar. He should know the word cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the galaxy's on Orion's collar. They don't get this. They have no idea what he's talking about. So they just wipe her memory twice. Yeah. And head off. Leave the corpse on the table. Making her hornier every single time. I've also I assume. noted that, yeah. So one third of this city that Men in Black is based in is homeless people with amnesia who used to work at Men in Black, <laughs> aliens, and just the horniest maniacs who <laughs> keep having their men- memories erased. I mean, she was already horny enough. Yeah. <laughs> they just made it worse. They've left her horny in a room with a corpse, with another smaller corpse in it. So they head back to the office, leaving the corpse on the table next to her, but sending in some of the admin crew, some of the dry cleaners to sort that out. We're going to have to go back in after they've left her alone with it as well. Yeah, presumably. (laughs) There's presumably a lot of cleanup to do after leaving her. More goo. And more more memory wiping. It just starts the, the whole horrendous sequence of events. They all do over themselves. Again. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't fucked this body yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like walking into, into a room and forgetting why you've gone in there. You take the sheet off the body and you're like, did I fuck this one yet? <laughs> I can't put him away till I fuck him, but I don't want to have fucked him twice. <laughs> but I am quite sore. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, and there's the bit we'll remember for this episode. Excellent. For sake. <laughs> they head back to the office. And no one can figure out what the cryptic clue is, but it doesn't matter because all the aliens are fleeing. And the, I think I wrote this down, Archillian? The Archillian battlecruiser yep, has arrived right. and is threatening to destroy the Earth in one galactic week. Yes. AKA one hour. Because so. the little alien in the in the the man suit was an Archillian prince. And also something to do with the galaxy on the belt. Oh yeah, they don't want Edgar to to take that. So they'd yeah. rather destroy the planet and make sure they kill him and destroy the galaxy than him leave. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The stakes are vague, but they're there. Um so while they're doing that, the Mr. Cockroach man is smashing up a jewelry shop. And then he shoots a guy who's trying to tow his car and he drives away. Uh, Jay and Kay are also there, but they fail to stop him. And Yeah, Jay open fires alien technology on a busy New York street. Because there's no fucking training, Evan. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair to All he's yeah. been told is, welcome to day one of Men in Black. The world's ending in an hour. Here's a gun. Here's a gun. <laughs> and then he fires said gun at the person tra- who... You're trying to destroy the Earth. Well, isn't trying to destroy the world, but yeah. And then he goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. The world's ending every day. You, you never told me that. This it's is my, my first, first day. day. <laughs> Maybe we can go over all this tomorrow. Oh no, this is my last day. <laughs> <laughs> also, when's lunch? <laughs> I really need to get this suit cleaned, by the way. <laughs> there was something sticky on that corpse. I really need to get this cleaned. Oh, God. So to get a lead on where the cockroach man is going, they J and K go to visit Frank. This is the best scene oh, in the movie. It's the best scene in the film. Yes. They go to visit Frank, who is a little pug that yeah. runs a newsstand uh, somewhere mean, in, I guess, Manhattan. Did you notice how much more normal pugs looked in the 90s? Oh, yeah. I had to Google if it was I a did. pug. Because I was like, that's not and what they don't And it's all like. Frank's fault. Yeah. Everyone saw Frank and went, I want a pug. And now we have the weird creatures of today. Tommy Lee Jones shaking a pug for two minutes straight (laughs) is the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. We get a lot of Tommy Lee Jones abusing a dog. It is so funny. And it has to be a real dog being shaken. That looks so real. It looks so real, doesn't it? Yeah. They, They made sure that everyone knew no animals, not even a cockroach, were harmed in this movie because it does look real. That's insane. Even watching it, I knew that fact before we watched it and I was still going, that's a dog. He is shaking a dog right now. Tommy Lee Jones is shaking that dog. (laughs) It's so funny. I wasn't sure up until you said that. Yeah, I mean, thank God. But yeah, (laughs) crazy. In the name of comedy, I'll allow one dog to be shaken by Tommy Lee Jones. (laughs) 
So Frank the talking dog lets them know what's going on, why everyone's leaving. Yeah, the revelation just here is that the galaxy can be the size of a marble. Uh, and then Will Smith eventually comes to the conclusion when they get back to Men in Black uh, that, oh, he's seen something about that size. Had it been on an actual belt, he would have taken it. Loves to steal clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Slapping little handcuffs on the cat. I'd have loved to have seen that. And then Tommy Lee Jones can shake it. (laughs) God, I hope there's a baby in number two. (laughs) So we we, we cut back to the morgue after this to catch mm. up on Cockroach Man, who's killing David Cross, who's in this. Yeah. For about 10 seconds or so. He shows up, um, kills a cockroach, uh, and the guy, Cockroach Man, doesn't like that, so he he goops him to the ceiling and I think kills him. Uh, yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah, yeah, I think we can assume he's dead. He looks pretty dead. An insane amount of goop. And then here mm. we get the aforementioned scene where yeah. he's presumably walked into the morgue, hidden under a table, grabbed her leg, and oh, then no. waited for Will Smith to show he up. Does, he does throw her around the room for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flinging her against... Okay. He, she is living her dream oh, yeah. for a while. <laughs> He's shaking her like a dog. She, just a rotten, <laughs> flaking man <laughs> flinging her around the room. I'm surprised he could keep a grip on that leg when he tried to hold it. I was wondering why he didn't just kill her. But because of everything we know, it's probably because he thought she was a slug. (laughs) (laughs) Some of this is getting cut, but I don't know how much. You've got to leave all that in now. It's either you cut all of it, or you cut none of it. I'll leave all of it. It's all or nothing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, But he ends up hiding under the table, grabbing onto a leg, when Jay walks in, because... He has, you know, he's figured out that the cat is the key to all of this. The cat with the belt on. She tries to, as we've said, she tries to indicate to him that there's a guy under the table that is a corpse who is grabbing, who's going to kill her. But she does that by saying that she wants to go on a date with him, and she wants. She's riding too high after all that. She points. She points directly at her vagina over and over again, saying, "There's something I need to show you. There's something I need to show you. I'd like to go with you." So she'll be wet enough to slide out of that grip in a second. <laughs> no, she wasn't a Will Smith show. He's too alive. <laughs> can you fuck yeah. off? You are turning me off. Oh, is that your pulse I can see? <laughs> but after all of this, after all the flirting, uh, Cockroach Man gets the cat, he runs over to him, he grabs the cat and he runs away and eats the galaxy, pops it in his mouth, mm-hmm. and then he, he steals a taxi. And drives away. Um, oh. And how do we know that he stole a taxi, boys? I, I think we can skip over that. <laughs> by some massive assumptions made by Jay. Yeah. People can watch and find that out for themselves. You can watch and find that out for yourself. How the how Jay figures out that he's stolen the taxi. But we don't have time to get into that. So, you know, they've got an hour to get the galaxy back. He's just eaten it. He's running off to steal a UFO, which has been kind of turned into a national monument or something. I don't... Uh, I've got it written down. It is the the World Expo Observatory Towers, Perfect. whatever they Thank are. Thank you. If you're American, you know what that is, <laughs> and that's what we're Maybe talking about. Americans know what that is. I don't. So yeah, write in and tell us. It's that. <laughs> and those are UFOs, so he's running off to steal those and fly away. So they, J and K, are heading after him. They hop in the car, press the red button, and then drive across the ceiling of the tunnel. That's a fun little scene. Yeah, it is. Not much to be also, said about it. Also, done practically. They really drove with across the ceiling. With a model of that tunnel. Okay, with a model of the tunnel. They didn't actually drive across the ceiling. <laughs> okay. So they made, they made a it's tiny model though. of the car, tiny model of the tunnel, tiny model of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in a car. Good. It's actually a Impressive. good video on YouTube just showing you all the different models they used. Very cool. I'm going to watch that right after this. So they, they drive through the tunnel and uh, get over to where Cockroach Man has now stolen the UFO and he's flying away. So they open up the boot of the car and get out to massive like alien Apple store guns. Very chrome guns in this universe. Everything's very chrome. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to what, make chrome look good in CGI. We see, we see the pictures from the 60s when MIB was first formed and it's very 
B-movie aliens and B-movie flying saucers. So I assume they're kind of saying all that really happened and this is a continuation of that kind of world where there were big shiny guns. Yeah, very chrome. Yeah, I guess so. Um, But they get them out of the car and fire at the UFO, which is trying to fly away. So they they fire at the UFO, uh, immediately blow it up with a single shot and it crashes down to Earth. Tommy Lee Jones screams at Will Smith for firing his gun in public again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you not remember your training? <laughs> <laughs> so the UFO crashes and the cockroach guy's fine. He gets out and just heads for the other UFO. There were two of them. No worries. Uh, <laughs> this is the scene. We get the scene now. Oh, that made yes. Me think of this in Spooky Week. They tell him, put your hands on your head. So he, he now looking properly like a mangled up corpse, mm, mm-hmm. puts his hands on the back of his head and from the back of the head, rips his skin all the way off, revealing the slimy, goopy cockroach Mm -hmm. creature that was hidden inside. Absolutely grim. So grim. Three things I want to touch on about what makes this good. Firstly, it's how Vincent D'Onofrio delivers the line just before he pulls the skin off. It's just awesome. Like, all the way through, he's been so great. Yeah, but him cementing himself... There's a proper scary villain and something I remember very vividly from being younger. Two, I watched the pulling of the face off a couple of times and that is a whole practical thing. Fucked. If, if you get a chance, go back and look at it. It looks like a real face. It's all stretched and seamed at the, the back and looks like rotting skin. It's awesome. And yeah. three, God, that cockroach holds up for when this movie was made. It doesn't look oh. awesome. But it's not bad. pretty damn yeah. good. It, it It's still terrifying. Yeah. I feel I mean, like the usual thing with films of this period is you're like, oh, the practical effects are great, but the CGI really lets mm. it down. Not in this case. No, That not is far more of a mimic cockroach, if one were to exist. Yeah. It actually hides <laughs> yeah, in true. human skin. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He rips off the human skin. Yeah. Flings it aside, and I assume that our previously kidnapped morgue assistant then goes and grabs that. That'll be hers for later. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith quickly starts pulling the clothes off it. <laughs> they can work together on that. <laughs> it's alright, she doesn't want the clothes, yeah. They're such a good team. <laughs> yeah, she, so I should have mentioned, she has been taken as a, as a hostage uh, by the cockroach, so she is there. But I think she's just been chucked in a tree at this point. She's not really doing much. She just needed to be here to deliver the final blow in a second and be teased for the replacement for Kay Kay in the next movie, yeah. Which never happens anyway. She's a fucking terrible choice anyway. When when Will shows up to the to his job interview, they say you're here because you're the best of the best. Like Navy, Marines, NYPD. They don't then go morgue assistants. Not quite the same, is it? Necrophiliacs. I actually yeah. took a look into why she wasn't in the next movie. Uh, and it's just because they felt like they couldn't write anything for her. They knew they wanted Tom Lee Jones back. Uh, and that's kind of where it ended. But they wrote in that she just wanted to go back and she missed being a morgue assistant, which is why she <laughs> we, we, was we happy. Know. Yeah, yeah. Which fits <laughs> in with her so well. I thought there'd be There's so just, many more dead people on this job. No one for me to fuck here. <laughs> Anyway, so the cockroach, now just the cockroach, uh, eats the guns that they had, and then Tommy uh, K chooses to get eaten to get the guns back. Yeah. So he stands in front of it, really hopes that it eats him whole. Luckily, it does. Plenty of teeth to have chewed him with, but no, it yeah. just gobbles him like a snake. Crazy that that worked, but it yeah. did. And then it starts, like, it's not really that fussed with them. It only attacks them when they get in its way. It's then just walking slowly towards the other UFO that's there. Yeah. By the way, incidentally, it was already doing that. Just stand back. Let it go. You just shot one of them out of the air with your guns. Let it head up. Shoot <laughs> the other one out the air. Shoot again. That's the only two on the planet. Just let it keep going until there are none left. Also, where are all the admin staff from, uh, from Men in Black right now? Surely you just send everyone to stop this cockroach, no matter if their agent let her. Send everyone with a gun. This is this guy's first day. At least everyone else there has worked at Men in Black before and have a vague idea of what goes on. 
No, they're all busy writing the address on business cards. <laughs> they have no idea how many they have to get through. All by hand. I know the world is going to end today, but I really said to Zed that we'd get this done too, so... I've got a quota to fill. I'm on annual leave. <laughs> I'm quitting at the end of the day. This needs to be done. <laughs> so he gets eaten to get the guns back, and Jay uh, has to distract the cockroach to stop it getting up into the UFO. So he kicks open a bin that's full of cockroaches. Crazy amount of cockroaches in that bin, but okay. None, none of them get hurt though, mate. Important to note that. None of them get hurt. All off camera, uh, cockroach crunching. Just lots of crunchy noises while he stomps the ground. And then, so he gets the big monster cockroach back down, fighting him, gets thrown around a little bit, but then Tommy finally gets his gun, blasts the thing in half, saves the day. And then... The woman who has now climbed down out of the tree picks up a gun and does the same thing again. This movie keeps pretending to have ended and then doesn't end and then ends again. I mean, we're about three final scenes deep now. This movie opens and closes. That is it. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in the middle, around the corpse fucking, it switches from opening to closing. And I've just lost where I am. Hold on, where am I? So, you sound like Agent... Yeah. What's his name? Agent D? <laughs> Agent D. I feel like where Agent am I? D today. <laughs> I have no idea where I am. Um, so she has blown him up, blown up the cockroach, and then we cut back into... It's, yeah, everything's wrapped up. Everything's all good now. Mm-hmm. The Archillians have left. Agent K has now explained. He said, this was my last day. Job's mm-hmm. yours now. You clearly still have absolutely no idea what you're doing. <laughs> You've had no training. No, you haven't signed a contract, but fuck it. You and that mental woman over there. <laughs> you two are our top agents now. And he uh, wipes 35 years off his memory and heads up to I, assume that that lonely, weird woman is still into it. Take him back, yeah. I assume he gets neuralized and then just comes back around and he's sat there in his underwear because Will Smith has taken his suit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Will Smith does try to make a change to a uniform because he turns up on his assumedly second day with his now I mean, partner. At some point, yeah, at some point in the last day, he's arrested a priest. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> I'm glad that that does not feature in Men in Black 2 or any of the others. Just awful stuff. And she, uh, the woman who I still don't know the name of, and then she's also dressed like a Matrix reject. They both are. And then the final, clo- so that's closing number two. Two or three? Yeah. Uh, Closing number four. We zoom out and zoom out and zoom out. And our galaxy is inside another marble with a marble with a galaxy in it in it. Yeah. And Uh, that that marble was just marble sized. That was a power source that could be used to power an entire army. Whereas this marble that we're all actually inside of is just a marble. It's just a marble. Insane. A big alien is playing something. With marbles. Marbles. And then all of that is in Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that reference for? Just you guys. Absolutely yeah. nobody. <laughs> Thank fuck. That's the end. That's, That's the, the end. Last That's Men in scene. Black. Yeah. Can <laughs> I that was it. introduce you two to a very different version of this movie? Have you seen who was originally considered for the main two parts? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Unfortunately not. I, I would watch that. So for Jay... They considered Chris O'Donnell, I think his name is, who was Robin in the rubber suit nipples Batman and Robin movie oh, from the 90s. okay. All right. Or David Schwimmer. Wow. Ross from Friends. For Jay. For Jay. I could see that, because like, people think that Jay is playing the straight man who's like kind of flabbergasted by what's going on. I think David Schwimmer would do quite well in that part. You know, and he's got a bit more breadth to his acting than... Ross. Uh, that's fair. I mean, I hope he would still wear all the same clothes that Will Smith wore in this, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would love that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fund oh, and, fund uh, that film. Make that. And they uh, we're going to have Clint Eastwood as Kay, which I know they wanted Tommy Lee Jones to play the straight man in this, but I think the extent to which Clint Eastwood would have taken that just wouldn't be funny. Tommy Lee Jones is perfect for this. Oh, yeah, incredible. Yeah, no one could have shaken uh, a dog like him. (laughs) 
Clint Eastwood would have Killed asked for a real dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Insisted. Because he'd have also directed this. Insisted yeah. on that. Uh, and do you know who was considered to direct it? No. Quentin Tarantino. I that, would watch that film. That would have been interesting. All the aliens have really sexy feet. That's just what I oh, think yeah. that would be like. <laughs> I mean, there's bits oh. in this, um, there's a running gag in this movie of Tommy Lee Jones referring to Will Smith as Agent Black yeah, and Agent Dr. White. White. Yeah. It yeah, would have been let's... far more on the nose if Quentin Tarantino made mm. that film. He would have dropped some bombs, yeah. yeah. Oh, there have been some bombs dropped, yeah. They'd, they would have known that they'd stolen a taxi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it? Does that wrap up the I trivia? Think that wraps up. No, I've probably got another hour yet. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Let's get into some bad reviews, shall we? Well, since I've cut out that hour, um, I've I can't really call it bad reviews. It's bad review singular. Nice. I'll read it out. This one, it's a half star review, as usual. Will Smith should stick to shark type movies as this is a pitiful attempt at a spiritual successor to Shark Tale. There isn't even a single shark in this movie. Hashtag not Shark Tale. And that was written by Shark Tale fan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't thought about Shark Tale since it came out. That is crazy. It's all right, nobody has. Except for Shark Tale fan. Working at the car wash. It's all coming back now. (laughs) Okay, well, that's bad reviews done. And that means we're at the all-important question, Samuel. And since it was your mu- your movie, movie. pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that was good, do you? Oh, uh, no, that's not it. So you think that was good, do you? <laughs> yes. That's it. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, it was good. Like, I mean, yes, of course, we've shat all over the film, as we tend to do. Not uh, fun if we I just say think- we like it. We point out the absurdity of their universes. We've pointed out the absurdity of the universe. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that doesn't really scan in here. Maybe not as big a fan of Will Smith as I used to be, but doesn't ruin the film. Tommy Lee Jones is amazing. Uh, Vincent Dunno, whatever his surname is, is, uh, puts in such, such a good performance. It's crazy. And yeah, it's just good fun. The plot doesn't really make that much sense, but I don't think it needs to. With lots of these movies from this time period, I I don't think the plot needs to make much sense. They're just a good romp, aren't they? I can't really add too much onto what you're saying, but just agree with you. Uh, Great movie. Good fun. Vincent D'Onofrio, baby. Carl, anything to add? (laughs) Great film. Good time all round. Thank you, boys. Such insights we bring. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard for the good ones. People know they're good. Yeah. I love shitting on a movie more than I love loving it. And I love, oh God, let's end this. I'm very tired. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you boys for joining me. That's fine. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Sam isn't here next week, so we'll likely be doing something a little bit different. So keep your eyes out for that. Until then, goodbye.